Welcome to Which Way From Here Extras, where I provide bonus content to the main series. In this episode, I interview my sister, Kirsten Labita, about time fields, a concept she created through an intuitive message she received. Kirsten is an intuitive writer who often gets direct downloads from universal consciousness as she writes. She is a creativity expert, design instructor, and healer who uses direct downloads, active imagination, and her source connection and her clearing practice to help people deepen their understanding of their life's work. It was so much fun for me to sit down with my sister and talk about her creativity process and what inspired her to come up with this really interesting concept of time fields. And well, I'll let her tell the story. Okay, so um, let's like start from the beginning about um, first uh, where the idea of time field even came from. Like, how did that get born out of your brain? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. How did that happen? What's going okay. on? So I guess I should start with that. I'm a, a commercial interior designer and I've been doing that for 25 years and I have a BS and MS in interior design. And um, my master's thesis was on creativity in the creative process um, because I have a deep interest in the creative process. And um, my, th- my thesis research uh, led me to a man named Mihai Chiksen Mihai. <laughs> I think he goes by Dr. Mike. Actually, he passed away in 2018, but he is known as the father of positive psychology. Um, and he's the man who developed flow theory. Um, so, and there's actually a World War II tie-in with this, with your haunted Airbnb. He was a prisoner during World War II, though he must've been very young. And after World War II, he noticed that some people were able to move on from, you know, what they experienced during that time. And some people were just caught and they couldn't move past and they started to, you know, not, um, not really thrive anymore. And he was curious about that. And that led him to psychology. And he ended up um, in the U.S. and he worked at the University of Chicago. And when he got into psychology, he wanted to explore his thoughts more on why are some people able to thrive and some aren't. Uh, so, but opposite of what they do typically in psychology is he wanted to study the people who are well, not the people who are sick. Um, so that's why he's considered the father of positive psychology. And um, through all of that, through all of his research, he ended up publishing a book in 1990, which is popular. Um, called flow theory and people use it everywhere. It's like, it's in popular culture. Now they use it in sports and business and um, uh, game video game development. They use it in that most um, specifically in that field uh, because the theory is, and I have to, I have to look it up. It's um, it's, it says that we are in flow when we're in our optimal um, emotional state. So if we are, um, 
if we are we're thriving if we're thriving if the emotional state is bounded by that a level of difficulty or challenge and skill level. So if if what we're doing or feeling isn't too difficult or too boring, we find that we're in our optimal state. And when we're in that optimal state, time starts to change for us and it kind of disappears and we lose track of time. And we've all, I think, experienced that at some point, you know, especially when we're playing like, oh my gosh, you know, four hours just went by. Um, and so he called that channel. Um, and there's a graph that you can look up online where it's a channel of, of space and time really where you're uh, in your most happiest, you know, you're in your, in a happy state. And so you're in flow. Um, and then, so then a time field is the opposite of, of flow. Yeah. Cool. Start there. Yeah. That's, that's excellent. That's excellent. Yeah. I love the idea of the channel of time, like this invisible, like, space that we've entered into and that we're traveling down yeah that um accelerates it like accelerates our our experience of time yes but in a way that doesn't feel um threatening or scary but in a in a way that's pleasurable right because we're like doing the thing that feels in alignment of who we are that's right. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That's really cool. I love that. Okay. So yeah. So taking that idea. So there's like when we're in flow state where we're not too in mind, too caught up in our thoughts, too caught up in anxiety or obsession, because it's very easy to go one way or another with that. Yes. Um, it's like this, that tunnel of time and flow state is so uh, fragile. And that it's easy to fall off that track one way or another. Yeah, it could be. Yes. So, it, you know, that could show up as a creative block. You know, I always look at it through the ends, lens of creativity. You know, that's a creative block that you have to get over. But, you know, what are creative blocks? They're really um, emotional blocks, energetic blocks. Um, so, yeah. And, you know, it's good to know how to get past that, um, that block. So, yeah. So that let's talk about time fields. Uh, okay. first, uh, I'll have you define it as you, you've like thought of it and it came to you, um, and then go into all its properties and that kind of thing. So, yeah. <laughs> so that was, uh, a quite the day. Can I just tell you about how, like, I just need to set up the scene. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> so I'm on my way. I live in the, in Rochester, New York. You know, we're in the Finger Lakes and I'm on my way to um, Cuca College, which is right on Cuca Lake, which is one of the Finger Lakes. And um, I was going there because a friend of mine is faculty there and asked me to give a lecture presentation to a group of freshman students on um, creativity, the creative process, um, critical thinking and all those, you know, kinds of things. And I jumped at the chance because it's my favorite topic. Um, so I put together this uh, lecture and she told me, and I assumed there would be like 20 or 30 people there. And, you know, as an interior designer, I always give presentations to clients, but I was still nervous because it was a larger group of people. Usually there's, you know, like five people sitting around a boardroom table for me. 
Um, so I start as I'm driving through farmland and vineyards, I start giving myself a mental pep talk. <laughs> Actually, it was an out loud pep talk yeah. um, in my car. I, I started by clearing myself and I always, you know, um, connect to my highest self and ask for protection. And then I just started saying things. I just, whatever came into my head, I just started talking. I was just talking to myself, which I often do. And um, the word time field fell out of my mouth and I had no idea where it came from. And I think the statement was something like, I allow myself to stay in flow and not be, um, not be caught in a time field. And even in that moment, because I said it out loud, I went, what, what's the time field? And I did get, I got a visual download and I heard words too. And I think the words were something like, it's basically the opposite of flow. But the visual that I got was a, uh, literally a field, you know, out when if you're out hiking and you're in a field and this field is at the end of a pond or a lake. And that area, you know, is usually kind of marshy. So when you take a step, you don't know whether you're going to hit solid ground or you're going to hit water and your foot's going to go through and it, it's all muddy now. Your foot's all muddy. Oh, wow. Um, so that's the visual I got. And if you think about that area, um, the water is not flowing. It's not in a current. It kind of seeps out from the... Um, lake or pond and stagnates and gets caught by silt or dirt or plant material, which is great for an ecosystem, but it's not so good energetically, you know, when you're trying to move through things. Yeah. It's impossible. Um, to walk through. Yeah. 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 So, you know, your foot goes in and it gets sucked down, you know, and you lose your shoe, that kind of thing. Um, so that's the visual that I got. And, um, you know, I went, oh my gosh, okay, that's cool. I'm going to need to remember to write that down when I get home because I was so in the moment of trying to not walk into the room shaking, nervous. Um, so, so that's where it came from. It just landed in my head while I was trying not to be ner nervous one day. That's amazing. I love it. Yeah. And so then um, once you, like you went, you got, you, well, first of all, you spoke to 200 kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I ended up being 250 kids plus um, faculty. So um, thank God I said those, you know, calming statements in the car <laughs> and it went off. Well, it went great. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah. But, uh, but you did remember the idea of time field and you went home and you started to journal about it. Right. Yeah. I wrote it down. Um, and um, I have, you know, because I'm a designer, I had to, you know, basically draw it. And if you think of a current with arrows, you know, the current could doesn't need to go in a straight line. You know, if you think about a, a stream, it goes over rocks, it goes around things, it goes through things, um, but it's still flowing. Um, so it the arrows are all going in one direction. But the time field I drew as basically a puddle or a pool with the arrows pointing inwards. Um, and uh, what I wrote down in my journal was these are overwhelm energies. So if we move past the analogy of the pool and move into energy, the, um, the overwhelm comes from our emotions um, and it causes energies to either stagnate 
slow down or stop completely, like in the case of your haunted Airbnb. And then when we get into a time field, we start telling ourselves stories like, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I, you know, I'm not loved. And, and then we start those um, stagnant energies and thoughts start to loop around. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, it goes into a repeat pattern, yeah. looping around. And if you think about, if you put your finger in a, again, a little pool of water and you loop it around, it starts to move inward. So those energies will move inward um, cause, and, and, you know, it causes inward movement and it swirls around and it forms a vortex. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Sucks you in. Sucks you in and forms a vortex. And if you go back to that, putting your finger in the water, where is it going? There's nowhere for it to go. So after you're done swirling around, it just stops. Yeah. yeah, Now if it was a toilet, it would get flushed down, right? The vortex goes down the plumbing and it gets flushed away. And that, you know, that's part of what energy healing really is. You know, it flushes that stagnant energy away. But because we're tied to both time and space, the vortex can co-locate in our minds and in the spaces that we inhabit. And this includes the earth itself. So that's why we encounter vortexes when we clear spaces and land, because we are, co- you know, it starts in our, in our minds, our minds are so um, powerful, but then it gets transplanted into the spaces that we inhabit, just like in your haunted Airbnb. And then it can even move into the earth. Yeah. And the earth has its own energetic infringements related to the past, right. like war, you know, any war would be an energetic infringement because, you know, think about all of the really intense emotional energy that happens during a war everywhere. You know, the people that are actually fighting the people they leave behind. Um, so connecting to the emotional vortex from a, a current event to a past earth infringement can cause larger issues that need to be dealt with energetically from trained people like you and Amanda. Right. Um, and, you know, past life infringements begin and end with people because people put them there um, with the example of war. Um, so the people are the ones, we are the ones who need to clear them. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. And I also, like, that makes me think about how, like, um, you know, the way that the earth energetic grid has been tampered with. Right. That that creates its own issues. And then people live on the land with that tampered grid and that frequency, they get trained to that frequency and that creates behavior patterns within families and families that stay on the land for multiple generations, repeat those patterns. And that becomes intergenerational trauma. Yeah. And, and like, and so it just keeps informing itself over and over. And because humans are capable of creating fields, it reinforces it. And it's like this constant feedback loop between the land, the people and, and the reality in which we all exist in. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want another visual on that, I saw someone um, teaching about vortexes and she pulled up, you know, those static electricity globes that have that single thing. And then you put your finger on it. 
And it goes directly to, she did that. And like, if you're walking across the land and there's a vortex under you, it's tracking you basically, you know, as you, cause you have, we have our own energy field. So, you know, that vortex is, you know, pulling you in energetically. Ah, that's fascinating. I never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, and you look at the, the Airbnb of going back to that example and like that, space was not only informed by generations of the family that created the time field itself, but now it's an Airbnb and it was being fed by the individual staying there and just the like little bits of them being in the space, looking at the World War II nostalgia um, decorations, participating in that, uh, training their energetics to that space by occupying it for an extended period of time, even if it was just overnight. And you had earthbounds there feeding off of it. I mean, it was just this like, man, was it just like this wonder you got a headache, right? (laughs) Right. Like no wonder I was sick. Yeah. 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 And we haven't even touched on memory, how memory ties into that as well. Right. That's another which is fascinating because memory, like the memories warp because yeah. it's not even a true memory. It's this warped reality, warped version of memory that is mm-hmm. based in a, on a nostalgic version, an yeah. alternate reality version of memory. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's where the, the nostalgia becomes an illness. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why I say like, you know, I use the term nostalgia trap, which I, of course, just made up on the fly. <laughs> My favorite, I talked to a couple of people and they're like, oh, I've never heard of these things. I'm like, I know you have it because my sister and I made it up. <laughs> <laughs> We're just using Going down words. in history for this. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. welcome world. <laughs> the Libyan sisters are on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, going back to your, oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, so like, I, like, I just kind of came up on the fly with the idea of nostalgia trap, but as a way, like the, those things are informing each other, like that our desire for, um, a simpler, better time, uh, whether or not that actually existed for us, we air create, quotes. yeah, exactly. Big air quotes around that, where it was like the, the childhood version of what we remember the past being through the filter of wish and desire that erases the reality of the time period that we're idealizing, creating an alternate reality. But those memories feel oh so real in the moment because again, our ability to create realities out of nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. And so like memory as in like the, the way that we are um, manipulating and recreating reality through memory that is based on a nostalgia that we then fuel with our attention, disempowering our present moment because all of it is going to this alternate reality. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Um, 
And don't forget that a time um, flow, as you mentioned earlier, flow can become a time field if you are in overwhelm. So, you know, my, my flow is thinking, I enjoy um, making new connections, coming up with new ideas. Um, that's my favorite thing to do, uh, research. Um, but I can so easily go into a time field of my own making um, when I start to ruminate and I get over, you know, I get overwhelmed. That person, I didn't like the way that person talked to me. And then I start, you know, I'm famous for those looping thoughts and tossing and turning in bed at night. So, you know, flow and time fields are really um, interchangeable um, depending on the person. Just like you said, we have the ability to create um, or uncreate that reality. Very easily. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So like I, and that's, uh, oh, whoops. As I bump into things, that's a great uh, thing where it's like, you know, we don't want to create a weird stigma of time fields, right? It's so easy right. to, to get too far down that road, but it's like, we're doing this constantly that, right. yeah, that, that going into flow and then accidentally bumping out of flow into a time field, creating that looping that's easily done and it's easily collapsed. Right. Well, consciously aware. Yeah. Yeah. But I make a distinction between blocks and time fields. So we're constantly, I would say we are constantly running up against blocks and we are easily able to get out of those blocks most of the time. Okay. Um, So yeah, we're in flow. The, the flow bumps up against something. Your, your, your energy is blocked. Um, But the time, the reason why it's a time field and not just a field is because it, the element of time creates something that stagnates um, and, and continues to stagnate for an extended amount of time. Um, So that, that way it's more than just a block. So I would say, no, maybe we can't get out of time fields easily, um, but we can get over blocks easily. Okay. Okay. Um, It takes more effort to get out of a time field. Yeah. Um, Emotional overwhelm, you know, at the, at the very far end, I would say PTSD Mm -hmm. is a a emotional overwhelm time field um, because you're caught in that emotional moment. Um, and it, it creates a physical reaction in your body as someone who went through PTSD myself, I know how that feels and you can't, it's very difficult, very difficult to get over, um, the extreme physical reaction to the emotions that you are feeling. So it's more than just a block. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to go back to something you said earlier about the earth's grid. Um, I, um, I, while I was preparing for this, I channeled that the earth itself is holding the grid stable um, so that the time fields can be cleared, Mm. which is, so that's what we've experienced when we, you know, those land issues that we've been coming up against. So and then the rising of humanity will continue to clear the grid so that the stability mechanism, so to speak, you know, it's not mechanical, but right. from the earth will no longer be needed at some point, not in our lifetime, but sometime further down the road. But we're ushering it in. We're at the vanguard of um, um, helping, as you've said before, clearing the earth grid. But it's holding all of that stable for us. Yeah. 
So yeah. sorry, we're helping each other. No, I was just gonna say we're helping each other. You know, exactly. you and I have both experienced both land clearing and clearing ourselves at the same time. Mm-hmm. So which is pretty intense. Yes. <laughs> Very. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing, is like the old earth grid has been dismantled. Like mm. it's almost completely dismantled at this point, and a new earth grid mm. is put into place. Okay. Um, and so like it makes sense that you're getting messages of like the earth grid is now stable. And I think it's because the new earth grid is coming into Ooh. place. Not okay. One is, has been completely dismantled and, and, and um, reintegrated and moved out. Yeah. So that's why like we're seeing so much chaos is because those old, dense, ugly, shitty energies are just no longer supported. Yeah. No, as resonance gone up, earth grid is completely different now. So okay. yeah. It's, it's interesting stuff. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, right? That is so cool. I love it. So I've, you know, since then, since um, that time and that vortex thing was the new information that I was working on, um, you know, now I've started incorporating the word time fields in my energy clearing, which I didn't think about before. I clear time fields for myself um, and I have run up against, I think I told you recently, a time field related to um, the land nearby where I live Mm -hmm. that I use the word time field in my energy clearing now to get, get to the source of it quickly. Yeah. I love that. That's cool. I need, I definitely want to start looking for that as well. It's like, it's not as if these things haven't always existed, but now that there's like a language, a word around it to like, like that's the beauty of, of naming things, right? Like you create a shortcut. That Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's code. Yeah, exactly. And now like that's in our conscious awareness. It's like, oh, now I understand that when I come across a person who is caught in a loop and I see that the behavior patterns that they find themselves in over and over and over again, I can see that as a time field um, and uh, get to the root cause more quickly using that, that idea and that language. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. (laughs) So cool. So cool to be on the cutting edge of this shit. (laughs) I know. And it's absolutely fascinating. Ah, uh, I can see like this being um, you like writing essays and and oh yeah, like really. Oh, yeah. Do you have anything else like anything like to expand on time fields? Like I like I love that you came up with it as far as like creativity, but it, and yeah, it it speaks to um the psychology of people so well, like like the behaviors of, of modern society of our like deadened mechanized society that we were all conditioned into where like time fields are almost promoted by our media, by the way nostalgia is um, sold to us. Because if you're caught in a loop, you just kind of do the same thing over and over and over again, without thinking, feeling, expressing, being an autonomous person like that gets cut out 
And so if you're in a time loop and you're going to your nine to five day after day after day after day, like an automaton, you know, like there's something like about the promotion of time fields within our society. Yeah, that's a good point. Isn't there a a, a saying that says, what's the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result? Right. So I guess going to work every day and expecting it to be different. Right. You know, if you don't make behavior changes, you know, it's, you're just going to be, unless your work is, is your flow. You know, there are people who go to work and they're in flow every day and that's, that's great. But if you're not happy, you know, if you're doing something, even Steve Jobs said, if you do something, go to work, uh, um, too many days in a row where it's not working for you, it's time to make a change. Just, you know, get past that time field. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I Like that's, it's really interesting to see like most corporate culture, especially like the corporate culture of like the eighties and nineties, like it, it is all about promoting a time field for people to like, you, you get like the, the constant, um, you know, nine to five, you, you are providing for your family, suck it up, buttercup. Like, you know, if you're not working, you're not a worthy human being. Yeah. That whole, that, that language that got like, especially if you look at like our parents and then how we were brought up that there's just like pounded in our heads. And then if you're lucky, you might retire and then you can live your life the way you want. Right. Not dead, right? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or yeah. suffer from cancer or something. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. And coming from the world of architecture and interior design, where we have we are we bill by the hour, so you know there's a productivity level of that. You know, you got to be you got to be billable. You got to be billable at all times. Every moment of your day is accounted for. You because you charge it to the client, you charge it to the project, you, you know, so you're you just get caught literally in that hamster wheel of, oh my God, I, you know, I'm not worthy if I'm not being productive. Right. Um, and then you come home and you're just exhausted and you can't be, you know, with your kids and in, in the way that you want to be. And um, you get up and you get all get to do it all over again the next day. So yeah, that is the definition of insanity, isn't right. it? <laughs> right. Where it's like like productivity, not creativity. Right. Yes. Isn't that terrible? I went, you know, we designers and architects go to school to be creative because we're attracted to that. And then you get into the corporate world and they're like, no, you have, your time is billable and we got to maximize our profits. And so you need to be um, um, productive at all times. Right. Right. Ugh. Not creative, productive. Productive. Yep. And it should be just this, the straight shot upwards with no like a consideration for how existence works and which that there are ups and downs and ins and outs and contraction and expansion. Nope. Right. Just one way rocket right. shooting up. That's all you get to do. And if you're not that, then you're a fucking waste, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. Rocket ship up if you're lucky. Right. <laughs> Otherwise, you're just spinning your wheels. You know, if you're the right gender, if you're the right color, if you're, you know, if you look the right way, it's a rocket ship up. Or if you, you know, play the game right, it's good. You're good. 
yeah, like that's the expectation. It can never be the reality. And yet that's still put on people. Mm -hmm. And no yeah. wonder everyone's depressed. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then you going back to your comment about media, then you go home, you turn on the news and it it is a constant, a literal constant loop of the same stories over and over again. And it's not even by the day. Like I haven't turned the news on and I don't know how long, but once in a while I will. And it's like, oh, different day, same story, exactly. different players, but it's the same stuff. So why it's not news. That's <laughs> it's conditioning. Yeah. Yeah. Conditioning. Exactly. Exactly. And then you, it's a miserable experience. So you've grab substances that numb so that you can right. handle your existence. Right. And then rinse and repeat. Right. And it's just <laughs> like, God, no wonder. So yeah, yeah, like we live in a society that promotes time fields that actually right. actively wants us in these things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we, because we're not taught and we are not aware of how powerful we are. Mm -hmm. You don't realize that we are creating realities of these quite like of the quiet desperation that Thoreau talks about to take it back to Transcend's analyst. Yeah. Like most men lead lives of quiet desperation. And mm -hmm. that's because we are conditioned to do so because that makes us the most productive automatons possible. Right. You. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. Getting out of it though is just as you, you know, <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's hard, you know, because it, it's hard. It is so hard. You got to take lots of leaps of faith and you, and that faith has to be in yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you've been conditioned to not believe in yourself, then, oh my gosh, it's hard. Oh yeah. Yeah. And everyone around you questions you, especially yeah. parents. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, it's quite the, like to extrapolate it out. It's like, whoa, what? Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, but that's I, I said this before, but I think it's interesting how I work on things on a micro level and then you always take it out to a macro level and it's like, whoa, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> that's why we're a perfect team. <laughs> I mean, it's oriented sister you're the the big idea sister that's the right. idea sister yeah <laughs> yeah I mean like forever the axiom as above so below as within so without I mean we live in a fractal universe so everything's going to be a reflection of itself and so like to see the individual reflecting the the social and like how on it on an individual level we can see how challenging it is to collapse a time field right to to get mm. out of these systems and patterns of behavior that we are literally conditioned on every step of the way on a socialized level where everyone around you wants to keep you just as caught as they are because it's all you've known it's considered mm. the correct way forward and to get out of it feels like death because right. It's yeah. It is a type of death. Mm -hmm. Um, and so to do that on the larger social level of collapsing social time fields is going to look like death. Mm. And it's going to look like chaos and everything else because everything has to rise to the surface for conscious awareness. Yep. 
and to look at it means to live it. Yeah. And, so, and that's what we're experiencing right now. Exactly. And have been for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. People, and then, yeah. And then people get scared of the chaos. And re- and rightfully so, right? Because it's- Of course. Yeah. 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 But to and- them, all they see is chaos and don't see the underlying- Exactly. Thing that's happening. Yeah. Exactly. Because again, if you're not consciously aware of what's happening um, and you're in your time loop- it, it it's so easy to get caught in cynicism because mm. cynicism is a disempowered state, but mm-hmm. it makes you feel really fucking smart to be like, Oh, everything is <laughs> terrible. And I I'm such a realist, right? Like, <laughs> um, but it, that, that cynical disempowered state has nowhere to go. Like, what do you do with that other than just continue to collapse in misery and numb? Mm-hmm and all of that right which is why like I think like to take this to its possible conclusion I always talk about how grounded optimism is literally the only way forward and I think that is again the only way to really get out of a time field is to under one understand just how powerful we are and then to see yourself out of the loop that you're in, you have to be optimistic enough that life can be so much better than as it is right now. It's possible to have the kind of life that you want and deserve and to get into flow. And I do think that that's the, what's happening right now outside of the chaos is that so many people are looking around and being like, what the, what is, what was this? Yeah. Yeah. What was all of this that I was told was the only way forward? And it wasn't, it was just a loop. Yeah. Yeah. And then in that leads to the, you know, the power of our minds, our minds really are, um, what, what, you know, our minds can be a time field, you know, the same, it's the same thing as looping thoughts. Um, but our minds are what can get us out of it too. If we just change our perspective, it's, you know, it's about moving, moving the, the focal point off of what you're, you're looking at and um, maybe, you know, looking even just a little bit to the right or a little bit to the left yeah. and you know, your world opens up. Exactly. Exactly. And I would say even like, not even mind, but like body, like the, yeah. the felt sensation yeah. of, of possibility and right. then thoughts uh, follow that right. sensation. Yeah. Right. Um, well, it could be, it could go either way. There's a neuroscientist, another annoying person to listen to, but she's smart. Like, why do I find these annoying, annoying, smart people? Um, but she talks about, um, and I'm forgetting her name at the moment, but you know, you, you know, she's not the only one, but our bodies and our minds need to be aligned. If they're not aligned, then you're out of sync in your life. So if you're exhausted, if your body's telling you you're exhausted and you go, um, you still go to work and work, you know, whatever, nine, 10, 12 hours a day, um, you're not in sync with your life because you're not allowing your body to rest. And it goes the same way with your, your mind too. Something could happen with your mind and your body's like, "Mm, I'm not sure. So sure about that. And those two things have to come into, you know, in synchronicity. Yeah. Agreed. Absolutely. Yeah. That heart mind 
connection is very real. Yeah. 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 And one more thing about emotions, you know, neuroscience is showing us that um, we hold physical pain and emotional pain differently in our bodies. Mm -hmm. So if I slam my head against the wall um, a year from now and be like, I'll have a memory of that, but I'm not going to actually maybe feel it again, unless it was also an emotional moment. But if I have an emotional pain, I hold it in my body and I can hold it in my body indefinitely over many lifetimes, even I'm finding as I clear myself more and more. Um, So our, and that is really a function through your mind too, you know, so our bodies and our minds are really working together. Um, But if you're not letting it go, if you're, if your mind is not letting it go from your body, then it's trapped inside you. And then that, you know, that becomes an, another time field. Yeah. Cause then it's a, pain. yeah. Cause you're like literally time traveling then. Yes. You have the yes. felt experience and it's like, you're, ta- you're traveling back to that moment and reliving. Yeah. 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 I just had a, a, a quick visual of that movie where the guy, it was about memory. The guy who wrote the messages all over his body. Because, yeah. What was that? Uh, Memento. Memento. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. Yeah. That's, that is the perfect visual of the memento, the, the, um, when we have the emotional pain and trauma, it is like, we're writing that message on our bodies. Yeah. Over and over. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. All right. This is perfect. This is perfect. Good. Good. Yeah. 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 Especially, um, the time field stuff. I think it's going to be so good for, um, for the podcast. Yes. Are you incorporating it in, um, number two, or is it going to be like an interstitial? It's a really good question. Uh, my intention is to incorporate it into number two, but we're going to see where the flow of the storytelling goes. So, um, I just know right now, starting with this, the discussion of Freemasons, um, and how they like the occult aspect of them uh and then especially within architecture yeah um and then going from there picking back up the story of like getting into the space how the space felt completely void which is really crazy i know i want to talk about entities like what are entities, the experience of entities, how that's different from earthbound, that kind of thing. Um, but like also just talking about the experience of the house itself and the owner, the like all like all of that. Um mm-hmm. the theme of delusion has been really uh coming up quite a bit. Like me talking about like, you know, the practices that I have to maintain as a clear so I don't go into delusion. I didn't do that on purpose. I just wanted to explain why I do those practices. But then looking at the owner and how he's clearly taken over by this entity that, you know, the way, and like in, in the, and then again, the same with the Airbnb, the way that hope 
and love get twisted into delusion and Mm -hmm. obsession, which again, Mm -hmm. turns into time fields, right? So I think that's how I can then insert conversation about time fields. But the, like the distortion of these really positive emotions that we normally as humanity cling to, to get out of difficult times. And the twisting of that is actually the thing that keeps you in a difficult time is really interesting. Mm. Um, And so like, and then that, like, you know, looking at the way that time fields in nostalgia traps disempower your present moment. Right. So where does all of that potential go? Because potential has its own energetic uh, uh, like texture that can mm-hmm. be fed upon. And so like the loss of your potential is getting fed upon by mm. the machine, if you will, by a, a society that is, you know, dependent on you being a cog or by an entity that's in a house that is feeding off of, you know, the living people that come through there you know, feeding them hope that is actually delusion that doesn't actually go anywhere. And it like continues that place of stagnation. And so that place has been rotting, but he's keeping it just enough alive. Yeah. And and like new people come in to experience it, feeding the machine, right? Just like going to work. Just like going to work. Oh my gosh. My boss literally said that to us. Feed the machine. Ew. Yes. When we, when we first moved into our space and oh my God, he literally said that to us because the finances were a little rickety when they, when we first moved into a new space, they evened out, but you know what? Yeah. That, that building was le- literally leaking on my head. It was le- leaking everywhere. It's a, like you Metaphor. don't say yeah. feed the machine as a motivation tactic. Right. What right. the hell? Right. Like, yeah. did you not watch Terminator? Like, <laughs> you don't feed the machine. Yeah. God. I'm not there anymore, Corinne. For a reason. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, talk about being taken over. Good Lord. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm I'm looking at as the theme of the next episode and to tie it all together. And cool. Yeah. Yeah. Should be good. All right. Thank you so much for this. This was awesome. Yeah, thank you. That was it was fun. Good, good. Yeah. I'm I'm excited. Yeah. Excited to get your voice in there, give you full credit for such a kick-ass idea. <laughs> yeah. Metal. Metal. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. So I will let you go. I appreciate it. And I'll keep you updated with my progress as uh, chances are, I will also be pounding my head against the wall with this episode. Like I did with the last okay. one. Perfect. All right. Yay, Have a good rest you. of your week. Bye. Love you. Thank you. Bye. Love you too. Bye.
All right, so there you have it. You now know how the concept of time fields came to be. It was from my awesome sister. I hope you all enjoyed that. Um, it was fun to do that interview with her and just really hear about her process and what what inspired her to even come up with the idea or how it got downloaded into her, her brain, really. And you guys kind of got a sneak preview of where I think I want to go with part two of House of Wills. I am currently in the middle of writing it. It is a lot just like the first one. And, um, you know, the idea theme, what does this all show me to me, essentially? Um, Because like I, if you follow me on uh, Instagram and everywhere else, you always hear me talk about the way reality reflects you to yourself. You know, reality is a mirror made of fractals. So me going to these spots, these paranormal spots, it's always an opportunity to greater, to know myself in a greater way. And yeah, this time it's, it's a much more humbling experience. So telling the story of me getting humbled is uh it's not really fun but it certainly is interesting so anyway that's what's going on thank you so much for joining me on this little bonus episode i'm going to do some more episodes like this whether it's extra content that helps inform the larger stories that i'm telling like the house of wills or i'm also going to start doing smaller little episodes about like tarot or maybe talking about the like uh what i know about astrology which is not very much but what i'm hearing other much more uh capable and talented astrologers saying um and then putting my own interpretation on what i'm personally seeing kind of like the an energetic weather update if you will I'm going to start putting those out as well in the meantime, because these bigger projects um, take a long time to create and it's worth it. But I want to give you guys something to kind of chew on in the meantime. So, yeah, Uh, go ahead. And if you haven't already, check out my my Instagram, which period way period from period here check out the YouTube. Uh, And then if you want to follow me, just me, Corinne Labita, I'm the only one in the world. Follow me on Instagram as well. And here's some of the random tidbits of thought that hit me that I make reels about. So if you're curious to hear more of like, what does Corinne think is interesting right now? uh, You can follow me on Instagram. Okay. Perfect. Thank you, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this and I will catch you on the next one. Bye for now.